Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is November 4th, 2019. And we will now be all meeting at the same time globally. So that's 3 p.m. New York time, uh, 8 p.m. UK time, and in Europe, at least in Western Europe, it will be at um, 9 p.m. So the purpose of our weekly webinars is to introduce the work of triangles, to do what we can to provide a platform for those people who are already members of triangles to come together each week in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the triangles network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. It's for all people who believe in the power of thought and its ability to transform consciousness. The work involves simply the establishing of a line of lighted, loving communication between three people who agree to vivify their triangle every day. They work together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. And after you visualize the triangle existing between you and your triangle's partners, you then extend your visualization to include all triangles workers throughout the world, distributing the energies of light and goodwill through the use of the great invocation a world prayer. And so triangles need only take a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. And so if you resonate to this idea of planetary service through the power of thought, you might try entering your name in the chat box today, and two people on the webinar will surely agree to form a triangle with you so anyone who wants to be in a triangle should be able to, to do so. So today, after our opening visualization and a few words that I'll share, and then we'll have uh, a longer meditation. After that, we'll hear from our coworker in the UK, James Mills, who's shared with us a number of times before and his talks are always very interesting about symbols. And so we look forward to hearing from James a little bit later. So now let's begin with a brief visualization, followed by the sounding of a mantra that will appear on your screen. So let's take a few minutes to visualize ourselves as a group in alignment with all triangles workers everywhere, seeing our group as a vast sphere of lighted, purposeful energy.
and at the center of the sphere, visualize the group soul and the world teacher radiating and enlivening all triangles workers everywhere. See spinning out from this inmost center, the radiation of love. See it raying forth as a mental influence to others. Visualize this love as an emotional benediction to others. And see it as vital life radiating out through all the world. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day.
since James' uh, topic that he chose today is to speak on two Aquarian symbols, different symbols than this one, I thought I might share a few thoughts on the actual symbol for the sign of Aquarius, the sign which has been growing in strength in our planetary life really since 1425, which a friend reminded me of a few days ago, really started that early. So the impulse before the full reaching of the morning of the Aquarian age takes some time to come in. And so these symbols um, of the signs are something quite valuable for us to ponder. And there's certainly always some relative confusion about them because they're such ancient symbols that, and such powerful conveyors of energy that oftentimes they are distorted in their precipitation into human consciousness. And usually there are a number of different glyphs, um, different ways of depicting the glyphs. So this is one for Aquarius, which is probably one of the most common ones. But then there's this one, which is a little bit longer, includes another uh, point. So we can see um, how intimately related is this incoming sign with the work of triangles and with many different things that we can ponder together. Uh, I just have a few, some thoughts that I've come up with. and. One of the first that's really apparent from this symbol is the idea of Aquarius's relationship with the etheric body, and hence, as I said, with triangles and the work that we do together, because as all of you know, we don't work uh, so much on the actual concrete levels of physical plane reality, the dense physical plane, but we do work most decidedly upon the etheric levels. And Aquarius, along with the sign of Gemini, is are the two signs perhaps most intimately related to the etheric body. And it is one of the reasons why I at least like to um, always strengthen our understanding, our ability to work with the astrological energies that are pouring in each month in the sun's movement through the various houses of the zodiac um, because if we do believe in etheric body in an etheric body we know that it is constantly changing and mutating and adapting to its responsibility and its higher aspects to act as a conduit for the energies of the soul and for the energies of the triad and beyond it's uh, really that's what its function is to be a conveyor of spiritual energies. So as such, it's, it's quite malleable. And therefore, we too, in our consciousness, can attune ourselves, if we try, to the differentiations between the very inflowing energies. And so we know that Aquarius is an air sign, which is also very apparent in the symbol, in the symbolism underlying the sign. It's, it is as if things are being lifted up into the air. And 
a co-worker and friend of mine, Nicholas Nalen, who's a, a Swedish astrologer, made a really interesting point once that I thought um, I'd share with you. From one perspective, he thought that this symbol could be the idea of a lifting up of the two signs and as embodied in their glyphs of Virgo and Scorpio. Each of those signs, if you know your glyphs, are, are really like um, serpents, coiled. <laughs> Virgo taking on more of the symbolism of the feminine aspect, signifying the matter aspect. Really also, we know from esoteric astrology, Virgo is very much related to the lower triangle of integration at the personality level that once um, put into place can provide the means whereby initiation, the first initiation, the entering of the path can occur. And then the sign of Scorpio, uh, the sign of more of the masculine polarity, although it's a feminine sign, its glyph includes very much the symbol of the masculinity of the um, upward pointing arrow. Um, again, the serpent coiled. And so really, the um, Aquarian symbolism is like a lifting up of these now uncoiled serpentine energies. And so it's really a reflection of the very advanced stage on the path, which we, we often are told that Aquarius is symbolized um, in its higher aspects by the taking of the fourth initiation, the third taken under the sign of Capricorn, and then in the fourth initiation can often be taken in Aquarius and in Pisces, the signs of the world server and the world savior. So it's an interesting uh, way to look at this, this um, wonderful symbol we have here. It's also, I think, very much related to Aquarius's um, facility towards decentralization. The two lines are not touching. It's as if there's a way between the dark and the light, the summit that's in the dark and the summit that's in the light, the higher and lower initiations, humanity and hierarchy, and through the medium of the etheric body, which triangles workers uh, work to build uh, that bridge, we facilitate the interrelationship between these two kingdoms. So it's, um, it's an interesting thing to do to ponder the symbols and to ponder the influx of the energies and what they mean. So as Aquarius relates to decentralization, it's interesting to note that at the beginning of the 16th century, interesting also to note that at that time there was a Pluto Saturn conjunction in the sign of Capricorn, the last time this occurred, which is the conjunction that's moving into place as we move towards the festival week this year. So 
All these years have passed since the last conjunction, 500 years. And at that time, as we said earlier, the Aquarian impulse had begun already in the 15th century. So now at the beginning of the 16th century, it was still coming in very slightly, but it was enough to allow the great Polish physicist, thinker, Nicholas Copernicus, to unfold and write his great treatise, which posited the very, very revolutionary and heretical, some thought, idea that the earth was not the center of the universe and of the solar system, our universe. And it took the work, the subsequent work of Kepler and then the forward striving work of Galileo who was imprisoned for his work, which his observational work, which was able to verify Copernicus's postulates. So we saw what a groundbreaking idea um, was brought forward at that time. So now here we are 500 years ago, that much closer to the ingress of Aquarius in approximately 100 years, the Aquarian age. And we wonder together, we might wonder, will there be an equally uh, heretical, life-altering idea or ideas that will be forged under this um, present um, alignment between these two planets along the first stray line. It might have something to do with breaking new barriers, a new type of decentralization. Perhaps from the glyph we could see uh, a new type of communication between the above, as above and so below. Some have predicted that um, there will be new ways of communicating with those who have passed over beyond the veil, so to speak, and opening up of an entirely new way of viewing our reality. So let's just ponder these things ourselves. And now we'll move into our meditation. Let's link in thought as a soul, a point of love and light with all people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. We make our vertical alignment with the center Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. In the center, 
of the will of God I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now link with the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle.
hold the group mind open and receptive to this inpouring energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Visualize the whole planet, a light with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere.
prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work that will be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let us visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Oh.
Thank you, everyone. And I'll go trying to get to James's name here. It's taking a minute. Hmm. I, I've unmuted myself. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> One of the benefits of being a co-host. Yes, great. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome so much, James. We're so happy to have you with us again. Okay. Good, good evening, uh, everyone. Um, uh, this is a continuation of the talk I gave um, uh, about four months ago about these two Aquarian symbols, uh, the triangle symbol and the uh, new age symbol. So uh, bear with me if those of you who've heard the first part again, I, I'm just recapping it. Um, and then the second part will be a kind of more information or more thoughts that uh, have come to me about this subject. So um, this, this, these two symbols, the New Age symbol and the triangle symbol, um, play uh, roles within the Lucis Trust's uh, philosophical uh, canon and teaching um, through the Alice Bailey teachings. Um, the triangle symbol uh, is composed of a series of intersecting equilateral triangles forming three 12-pointed stars, each fitting into the circumference of its larger brother. The measurement of their circumferences, if taken as a number series, is a Fibonacci series, i.e. 1 is to 2 is to 3 is to 5 ad infinitum, a numerical property found extensively in nature and relating to a special proportion called the golden mean. My interpretation of the meaning of this symbol is that each star represents an aspect of the Godhead or the monad, the outer star representing the aspect of light, the second or intermediate star representing the aspect of love and the inner star representing the divine will. The new age symbol is a diagram of the various constituent parts of the life of the Earth's planetary logos relating to the greater cosmos through the star Sirius, the home of the lodge from which we are told we come, symbolized by the large white cross which lies back of the whole picture, embracing all elements. The golden disc represents the will of God, Shambhala, and the yellow triangle represents the spiritual hierarchy of masters. And finally, the blue pentacle star represents the highest form, or highest level of consciousness humanity as a unit can embody at this time. The small white cross at the center represents the equal armed cross of future Aquarian activity or you could actually say present Aquarian activity, it's as, as we are in Aquarius, where the vertical arm is our relationship to the divine and the horizontal arm is our evolving harmonious relationships with one another. There is a balance here between these two modes of being and the Christ or coming one uh, stands at the connecting point of axis or relationship between humanity, hierarchy and Shambhala. In this talk, I would like to focus on the interrelationship between this inner cross of discipleship in white and the three 12-pointed stars of will, love, and light in the triangle symbol. So we look at the will circles, which are um, 
the circles relating to the inner uh, star uh, of the of the triangle symbol. So if we draw a circle through the vertices of the inner star of will and expand that relationship out along all four axes of the large cosmic cross, we find there is a relationship of five as to one as to five. And um, note that the outer four wheel circles seem to circumscribe the outer points of the cosmic cross. So just give you a moment to look at that. The love circles, um, as shown in my previous talk, when the discipleship cross is circumscribed within a circle, so that's the small white cross in the center of the New Age symbol, this circle intersects with the vertices of the intermediate star of love. If we expand that relationship out as before, the number of outer circles to the inner circle is two as to one is to two. In this array, the four outer circles of love are circumscribed by the cosmic cross. So they're within the bounds of this cosmic cross, which is interesting. <clears throat> the light circles, which are the outer circles of um, the outer triangle, uh, 12 pointed star. If we draw a circle through the vertices of the outer star of light and expand that relationship out along all four axes of the cosmic cross, I have drawn them so that the outer cir four circles align with the outer love and the second from furthest will circle so that all three circles align. So you can see it becomes a lot more complex um, with all the different interrelationships between these three different um, uh, crosses of circles, basically. Um, then lastly, the uh, synthesis circles. So if we then take the outer circle in which the entire triangle symbol is circumscribed by and be duplicated on all four arms of the cross, centering on the inner three circles, we see an interesting touching relationship within the central will circle. And just let you look at that because that's kind of interesting. So you have these four circles and they just touch the inner circle of will. It's rather beautiful, very delicate. Um, and then looking at the um, uh, figure eight, um, if a square is drawn through the four outer circles um, intersecting points, we have the Fibonacci expansion of the squares within the three inner star forms. So there you see that relationship of radiating squares coming from the center out to the periphery. And um, something that just struck me yesterday, um, was this, this whole idea of um, oscillations. Uh, uh, so figure nine, if we subdivide each circle of each um, on each of the crosses along the two axes of the large cross in half alternately, and we, we form snaking lines that oscillate like a stringed instrument vibrates to sound, sound, to sound a note. So we can imagine that there is a sound generated by the waveforms for each circle type with the will making the highest pitch at 11 um, oscillations and the light uh, oscillations being the lowest at three. And you can also see how the yin yang symbol is a der derivation of this, I think it's called a sinusoidal wave, this um, half circle uh, intersecting and creating the um, 
that, that, that interesting fish-like symbol in the yin-yang symbol. So those are some of some ideas to think about and, and uh, <laughs> require quite a lot of pondering. Um, but I just wanted to make finally some general points. Um, in ancient Hellenic Greece, there was a branch of science called Chorea Sophia, Koros meaning circle and Sophia meaning wisdom. This memory comes down to us today through choreography as the language used to, to describe dance movement. The dance pioneer Rudolf Laban based his movement analysis language incorporating these geometric principles and wrote an, a book called Choroitics about this subject. There is much to be learned from the relationships of triangles and circles. They are inextricably connected geometrically as can be seen by this attempted analysis. We are told that far in the future, the network of triangles we are building in the planetary etheric will be replaced by a network of intersecting circles. So um, I think it's probably best as I did before uh, to uh, show a more artistic exposition of these beautiful relationships with color movement and sound, which will allow um, us to perceive the beauty and wisdom and ponder on it intuitively. So uh, this is the YouTube video of that uh, animation. Thanks. Whoops, sorry, hold on. <laughs> Ponder on the nature of love. Is there anything else to do for life is just a journey into the heart of truth Enter the sun Center of love Shining on space and feel that healing force is real living free without distress serving all no more and no
Thank you. So, so lovely. Very, very beautiful. Wow. Yeah, the, the, the colors, uh, I think, um, really do help to bring the, uh, you know, the, the kind of geometry to life. Um, yes. And uh, it's amazing what you can do now on the computer. <laughs> what you can do. I mean, it, w without this technology, it just wouldn't be possible. But to get that radiant light uh, through the image is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, we have a few minutes. If anyone wants to follow that act with any um, words or questions or comments, gratitude for James's beautiful work. Um, you can either post a chat in the chat box or you can raise your hand by clicking on your name in the participants box and we'll unmute your microphone. Um, while people are thinking, uh, Kathy, I just wanted to, um, was it, it was interesting to look at the Aquarian symbol and to think of that idea of oscillation um, and, and, the, uh, and, and the Aquarian symbol, the way that some... Um, oh, <clears throat> you mean the earlier one? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you, that you could see the, uh, those, those serrated, as it is, it's a serrated uh, um, line. Yeah. You could also see it as an oscillation. You could see it as a wave. Yes. Some mm -hmm. of the actual images, as I said, there's a lot of different versions of all mm -hmm. these glyphs. Mm -hmm. And some of the versions for the Aquarian symbol are more like waves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting to think of it in terms of um, sound and, uh, yeah. and possibly, yeah, telepathy. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's lots of thank yous. Yeah, that's very kind. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Yeah, I think we should start a, um, a YouTube channel for you. Maybe you already <laughs> have one. <laughs> no, I, I, I only do. <laughs> do, do them privately but um, it's interesting to get the response from people on Facebook I do put them out to my friends and uh, it's kind of interesting to see what people think <laughs> well this is already live on Facebook so you might have a little bit of a, a bigger audience here <laughs> yeah but uh, it is interesting because these concepts are quite abstract uh, and for some people certainly in my circle of friends they, they find the fifth ray aspect of the Tibetan's teachings to be too much, too overwhelming. And um, in some ways to give a artistic uh, interpretation, I think maybe can be useful, you know, just to or almost stepping down some of the ideas into, into symbols. Well, it might be stepping them up, actually. <laughs> well, up. Not, yeah. the Tibetan, not the Tibetan's ideas, <laughs> but just our words. Yes, <laughs> yes. Stepping them into, um, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I think experimentation is needed as we move into a new age. That is a somewhat experimental sign, right? So mm, mm, why not? Exactly. Exactly. And, and 
uh, what happens when you expand the Fibonacci series in your drawings? Well, it's, it's kind of infinite. Uh, that was Daniel Eastman, um, because it just goes on expanding uh, because it's like a fractal, uh, a fractal um, idea, uh, the Fibonacci series. So you could, you could abstract the uh, triangle symbol into infinite, either expanded or decreased in size. It, it just goes on and on. It's a bit mind boggling, I guess. <laughs> Uh, where can Diane Rogers, uh, Diane Rogers writes, where can we view the symbols with music? Um, on I, Facebook, Facebook. Right. Yeah. And our, on our Facebook page, this, these, um, webinars are now shown in their video format on the triangles meditation group. So you can yeah. see them and share them. Camille, uh, asks, how did you select the colors? Uh, Camille, that's just purely intuition. I, I, and I, I guess just, you know, uh, <laughs> there are many answers to how one could choose colors, but I, I just went with what I felt was right. Um, yeah. Sorry, I was just playing it without the music for anybody who wanted to watch it yeah. while we we're talking. Wow. It is interesting to, um, you know, there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of knowledge uh, within the, 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 the symbolism and, and the relationship to the, uh, to the cosmic um, cross. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I, went, I remember Lawrence Newey once saying to me at, uh, from London headquarters group that um, he saw the new age symbol as like an electric, electrical circuit that the whole thing was a was an electrical circuit and one could see these symbols as being electrical yeah the, not necessarily just being flat but being um vortices of energy i i guess yeah mm. yeah he does suggest on uh, some of the symbols that he's given to us the charts mm. in in the various books to see them as rotating rapidly and as multi-dimensional yeah um just uh, starling uh, mentions um says have you linked these symbols to the platonic solids um yes but not specifically to the to the different uh, solids because being three-dimensional and this being a two-dimensional representation it it is a little bit difficult to um to do that, but I, I guess there's probably something of that to, still research to be done on that. Um, Georgina uh, says, observing vibrations of color, unifying diversity, triangle forces outreaching through sound into infinite circle connections, gratitude for these interpretations that activates cosmic imagination and creative communication. Yeah, absolutely, I couldn't have said it better myself, Georgina, thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. There's a whole there's a whole subject to be to be uh, pondered on about the arrays and the colours um, and sound. I mean, there's you know it's a real it's a real Pythagorean um, feast of uh, interconnections. I'm sure. And uh, as Kathy said, I think um, experimentation is the way forward. Really, 
uh, on a lot of this stuff uh, to see what people actually respond to and what feels right. Yeah. Um, there's a, another comment from Malia. Do you see that right. one? Uh, right, Malia. The colors chosen seem to me to resonate with the colors assigned to the rays. Yes, red, indigo, green, and the orange and blue juxtapositions. Yes, Malia, I'm, I, I guess probably on an unconscious level, <laughs> I'm probably tuning into some of those anyway. Um, James you, uh, Starling says, you may find the work on stereographic projections or projective geometry interesting in going from two to three dimensions and back. Thank you, Starling. Yes, I, I, I'm aware a little bit of that work uh, through the Steiner, uh, Steiner work. Great. Okay. Well, thank you so much, James. Uh, and if anyone wants to view this again because it's a lot to take in at one time again you can go to the triangles um facebook page or you can read the transcript which has been attached above so thank you as always james so much for the the creative work you put into these presentations and so why don't we close now with a moment of silence to link with all triangles workers Thank you everyone for your contributions to our group work and we'll see you again soon.